You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business. This is your host, Keetra, and I am back today with another hot guest. We have Mr. Hassan Sharif, who is the founder, CEO, producer extraordinaire of Black Magic Studios. And he's uh, joining us today and going to take a little time to discuss the music industry, some of the projects that he is working on, and hopefully drop us some gems of advice especially for those who are looking to get into the music business as a producer, artist, or whatever sort of creative aspect you have in that regard. So without further ado, let me hand it over to him for the introduction. And you guys know the drill. We'll roll right forward. So what's up, Hassan? How you doing? How's your day going? Hey, Keisha, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, still out here trying to put that one, two, and you don't stop together. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you. We just finished talking about the weather up there, so hopefully... um, you know, maybe you guys might have a good weekend with, with some sun and all that other good stuff. But in the meantime, I know you're in the studio doing your work and, and making things happen. Always, Sean. You know, you got to keep it moving forward. And the weather supposed to break hopefully next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we're going we're gonna to get into the, the 60s and 50s. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I can totally understand. It's a perfect time to be in the studio then while it's not like that outside. So. Let right. me, uh, I'll step in, step back, let you give an introduction, Hassan, and we'll keep it moving. Okay, um, uh, my name is Hassan Sharif, well, uh, music producer, owner of Black Magic Studios NYC. I don't know where to start. I was an uh, A&R at, you know, Rockefeller Records to the beginning of that run. Works for a uh, few people and uh, still hustling, grinding on, pushing this music. Excellent. Yeah, and I know you guys have, over the past few years, I know we've known each other for a few years now, and you've put out a, a lot of good independent artists and up-and-comers who have dropped mixtapes and singles and all that other good stuff. So let's kind of hop into how you got started, not only as a producer, but then also just kind of finding your way to open up your own studio and do a little bit of artist development. Okay, so uh, that's a long story, so I'm going to keep <laughs> okay. it short. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to say my my story and say that I started off with me and my friends. We all realized that we like to rap and make music. And, uh, no, we did the rapping route. And I'm going to say for me, once I started getting a little bit more serious and going in the studio, and once I went in the studio and started seeing the whole process of studios and producing and all that, I said, oh, snap, this is what I wanted to yeah. do and wanted to be in the studio making music because I just love that process of making music from the beginning to the end to the music and that's kind of how I got in from there. Then being in school and college, got a couple internship opportunities that led me to be uh, working at Bad Boy and that's how it all started for me mm-hmm. in the music. And then to fast forward, being in the game for 15 plus years, working on the corporate side and being fortunate to work with uh, Rockefeller Records and have you learned the business and I learned from some significant people. I just, you know, we, me and my team decided that we were going to um, build a studio and um, and start um, recording and mixing and mastering. Um, I'm becoming an artist to do, to establish artists and that's where I'm at now. 
Got it. Sounds good. And as far as Black Magic Studios NYC goes, like when you started to really think about putting together that business model for yourself and having your own place to record and, and do music, like did you go about a formal plan or was that more of trial and error? So now that was interesting. First of all, it was plan. We had to plan out. I tell everybody, you know, if you're going to start a business, at least you don't have to write a business plan, but at least have an executive summary that can spell out the beginnings of what you're trying to do. Yeah. But um, for me, again, going back to my Rockefeller days, when uh, Jay-Z and them decided to build a day studio, I was involved in the process of that building and studio, and that's how I really learned about studios and the ins and outs of studios. Yeah. And I said, I knew I could do this because this is where I see me doing every day, being in the studio, and I always wanted that and have the ability to be in the studio all day, all 25 hours a day when I want to. And that became a, a dream of mine. And I acted on it. I did my research. That team wrote plans, put together the team. And that's how we, we started with that. Nice, nice. Good to hear about that. Yeah, and so definitely having a plan in place. I agree with you there. As far as resources, now correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you likely got a lot of your experience by being in that actual grind. You know what I mean? Like being in the the Rockefeller situation and just having your own experience as an artist, kind of finding out how the industry works, how to do certain things as far as marketing. When it comes to like the resources, like any formal resources aside from you just kind of learning by experience, like did you have any mentors or any books or things like that that you turn to? Okay, so I'm going to say now, not everybody will be in this scenario, but for me, again, working on the corporate side of a record label, meeting key people was a plus for me. So uh, the first uh, mentor I would say is I I met um, David. Um, He was the owner of Pro Audio Design, and that's uh, the company that builds a lot of big studios that a lot of big artists have. We connected, and he's seen, first of all, we connected because he liked my music, and then as we went on and talking and communicating, I would tell him about what I want to do in the future. He seen what I, what I was going with it and helped me put it in perspective. Yeah. So I'm going to say I did have, uh, I'm going to say a plus by having made that connection to somebody that that's what they do all day, build studios. And he put me on and, and just guided me on what I need to do to put together the paperwork and the different plannings and space. And I was fortunate to have that connection. Yeah, yeah. And I know like with the, you mentioned the pro audio and I'm assuming like a lot of the equipment back then definitely it had different complexities to it when it comes to like learning and just connecting and getting things set up. How do you feel about like the new technology and the equipment that's available today? Uh, okay, so I, I, feel, I feel good about the new technology. The one, like right now, I would say if you're a creative person, you can have your own setup in your personal space and do what you can do. And I like how technology is giving you the ability to have the big studios condensed to where you can do your own thing and get a decent quality sound. It's beautiful, and I I love the different changes that um, has been happening when it comes to um, recording equipment, studio equipment. Um, Now you, if you have your laptop, buy a digital one a pro two set and a mic you have your studio you can do whatever you need to do now, i mean now at that point it depends on how much skills you inquire with that because i would say one thing i feel like missing with people on that level is that it takes some time to, to develop that skill to actually record on your music to other 
ability with music. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the end result is just as important, like the mixing and mastering. Sometimes I've listened to projects to where the, the actual content and the lyrical aspect will be on point, the production as far as the track. But then when you get down to the mixing and mastering, I think a lot of people miss that, too. Oh, and, it, I, and I feel like they, I, they totally mix that. And that's what one of my uh, motivation factors of me starting my mixing and mastering studio because a lot of, I feel like, though, um, even though we, we had an era to where it's any, basically anybody with a laptop can, can record it, so you still got to remember that you're competing with what's on the radio. And the music is on the radio has been recorded in multi million dollar state art studios with engineers that's getting paid five grand a mix. You know what I mean? So, you, yeah, you can record, but you still need to get a good quality sound because that's who you're competing with. Yeah, good quality sound. Definitely agree with you there. Okay, so let's talk about what makes the perfect project for you as a producer. So maybe you have an artist that you're interested in working with. What really gets your interest and what makes the perfect project? For you. I'm going to say, now, I don't want to sound dated, but I'm a little old. What gets, <laughs> yeah. me, what gets me excited to work with projects or work with artists is a uniqueness. Like, I, I go back to the era to where you got to have something that makes you stand up for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, in today's world, I, I don't want to down nothing because it's, it's where we at, but everybody sounds the same. Me, personally, I'm not really looking for artists that sound like what's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want something to make them unique. Either they have, a, like I said, old school, a raspy voice or a unique little sound or have, they do the ad libs a little different. I just want something that makes you stand out that would bring attention to yourself. That's right. kind of where we at with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, And I was, I was checking out one of your posts and you kind of made a stand for... Some of the older, more traditional, well, let's say, yeah, old school hip hop, you know, as opposed to some of the stuff that's, that's out now. And you were talking about how you really just enjoy that particular area of music. But what elements specifically of that music do you, you really like? One, uh, I like the variety. And I feel like it's not oh, too yeah. much variety where we at in today's music. And then two, you know, um, like I come from an era where, you know, as an artist, you couldn't sound like nobody else. Mm-hmm. You couldn't come out and sound like Nas, or you couldn't come out and sound like Jay-Z, or couldn't come out and sound like Biggie. You had to yeah. sound like something else, but that can compete with them, though. You know what I mean? That's the same thing. Like, that's the thing about it. You gotta have your unique sound, but good enough to win, like, oh, yo, this is dope. I, I, this could be one of the greats. You know what I mean? Um, like, case in point, I think one of the successful um, points of Cardi B is that she's not the norm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, she won with the the whole social media ratchet. I feel like if I think of ratchet music, I think of her. Yeah. She's the poster girl of that. <laughs> but I don't think of nobody else. Yeah. Um, but that's a unique sound. That's what I'm trying to say about that. Exactly. Yeah, she owns it, which is good. I mean, definitely a solid artist as far as uniqueness in itself. So I, I'm with you on that. Now, as far as the projects, though, like, do you, what would be an ideal project for you? Like what projects do you enjoy working the most? And it's kind of like a, a second question to the one that I recently asked about like the perfect project, but what types of projects do you enjoy working on the most? New and unique artists that feel like have that standout X factor. I feel like nobody's not looking for the X factor in the artists no more. Then the next type of projects and the thing that I'm currently doing with my company and my studios that I, we do a lot of um, soundtracks, and show scoring work to where, you know, we um, 
like get placements with artists and some music. So I, I like working on that too as well. Yeah. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked to date? Anything that? Uh... Um, my favorite project worked to date was the breaks that which was on VH1, oh. and that was and then that was because um I have a relationship with that show, a relationship with the people on what that show was about. So just seeing that come to reality and being a part of that, that was a that was a joy for me to work on. So that I would say that would be my favorite. Um, just because I know all about the era and that's why they hired me to work on that show because I just know all about that era of music and and that sound. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. And as far as I know you just discussed or just mentioned rather the music placement opportunities that are available. But I've I've also noticed a lot of independent artists that have been getting their music placed in these different YouTube series or even on Netflix. And then there's also been some influencers that give independent artists an opportunity to showcase their music. What are your thoughts on that? Like as far as a guerrilla marketing strategy, you know, just something that's really boots to the ground. Okay, so my first of all, that I would tell any independent artist and upcoming artist and new artist with the project, that should be one of your focus with your music once you got it done and you're in the marketing stage, is to get songs placed on either commercials, movies, shows, YouTube channel shows, because that the money right now in the music industry is licensings mm-hmm. and doing shows. Licensing is where you're getting your music placed in a lot of different, even on airlines, and um, they play elevated music. I mean, they play songs. You can get a royalty from that. And then shows because um, you need to perform and you need to get out there. And if you have a a hit record, you can easily make between $3,500 to five grand a night doing independent clubs and Depending on where you, how far you, you uh, this song goes, you can do arenas and big shows and pay you uh, ten to fifteen to twenty five grand a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, independent artists, I believe they have a, a great opportunity to really get out and be able to make some money off of doing independent tours as well. What are your thoughts on those artists who create music but they don't really make a an effort to do any performances? You know, because sometimes you can start locally and build a following and, or an audience. But then sometimes you run across those artists that all they do is make music. They put out the mixtapes, they upload the track to SoundCloud, and there's no additional communication with the fans in order to really see and engage them, like in a show setting. Now, I, I'm going to say one of the things that I know is that I, I feel like that's going wrong for independent artists and doing that just make music upload is that a lot of the times they spend a lot of their time in the studio making music and spending their money to do that, but then never setting them aside to for marketing. Yeah. You still gotta market yourself. Like you can you can't just upload a song and just think it will people will come. You still gotta make people aware of what you're doing and you need to market yourself in some way, form or fashion. The beautiful thing about the whole social media, you can get your your following, but you still gotta direct people or, or do a call to action to your music. Because nobody is not, if they don't know about you, they're not going to search for you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Nope. I definitely know what you mean. All right. So let's talk about the industry a bit. Okay. So now this is some of the, some of the, uh, this is a, I don't know if it's necessarily a trend, but some of the things that I've noticed is that you'll have artists who, instead of putting out an album now, or uh, they may do a mixtape or they may do maybe two to three, four singles for a year. What is your take on 
releasing something like that? Like, do you need an entire album? Basically, that's what I'm trying to okay, ask. Okay, so I'm going to say this. Right now, we are in a single-driven industry right now. What the so meaning now, I'm not telling nobody don't do a mixtape. I'm not telling nobody not to do an EP. But it's all about that one record. Like, I tell artists that come to my studio and I work with, every album, every record you record should be a single. If it's not yeah. a single, don't record it, don't waste your time. Because because yeah. where we are in today's industry, if I wanted to buy music from my top artists that I'm listening to, let's say I'm listening to Blue Boy, Blueface, I'm sorry, and he got the Tandiala, you only buying that one song from him. Yeah. And then you're researching YouTube the rest of his music, but the only song that you might spend right now is hit record. You're not buying it out. Until you hear something else in I, you're not going to buy nothing else. Everything else, you're going to just look at it and go back and maybe save the bookmark of whatever you've seen, his music or whatever interviews you like. But when you go to iTunes on a project, most people are only buying the hit records of that artist. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, it's, I tell people that you should just only record singles only or songs that you feel like they could be singles. News you can use. I heard that. All right. So, Hassan, let's talk about some of the things that you're working on. I know Black Magic Studios has a lot of different projects and titles under the belt. What are you currently working on at this moment? Okay. So, we uh, right now, we, um, we're currently working on the soundtrack to um, Black Lightning Show on WB. They're they, they doing a big music campaign for that show because um, uh, they try to lead that into a movie. So we working on that, and then um, we also were uh, working on the uh, young ODB. That's uh, Old Dirty Bastard Son's new album. And yeah, and they with him. He he has a team of people that he him and his family got their own Bitcoin, and they about to do a major campaign on that. Then from there, I'm working on with Seven Streener, Tiffany Fox, Action Bronson new album. A newer situation, we might be working on a, a film project um, for Overbrook Entertainment, which is Will Smith Production Company. So, so it's two things we got to work, and then also I got a few artists that we put out singles this spring and summer that I, I want everybody to check out. Yeah, busy year. Sounds like you guys have enough to keep you busy for the next several months. <laughs> so that's good. That's, all, that's the only way you got to be. You got to be busy, and you got to have people fascinated. And I tell Everybody, you got to have, you need to develop multiple streams of income all for your music. Always remember that. Love that. Love that. Definitely. All right. So what advice, before we get ready to wrap up, what advice do you have to offer for upcoming producers or artists or just anybody that's looking to jump into the industry? Okay. For, for producers, uh, I would say, you know, make, keep making music. Keep making beats. So if you're a new producer, one of the first things you want to do is have enough material of tracks and just keep making beats until you you find your sound. And don't, I will say, another advice, don't chase to produce the hottest artists right now because one, they moving real fast and they, they team is directing the, the deal with the, the latest producers. Try to work with new producers and make them hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you make them hot, you get hot, and then people will come after you. Well, recording artists and artists, keep recording, but only record hit records only. It's actually, the music right now is more of a lifestyle than music. 
So get your social medias up and get everything everything aligned. And then also, the independent route is the best route. So I'd suggest everybody should need to get their own website and start directing people to these websites because you control your own destiny. Absolutely. I agree with that. All of that that has been said. And you just sparked another another thought in my mind. I know we were getting ready to wrap up, but I want to ask you this really quick in regards to you said as a recording artist, be sure to make, you know, only hit records. So to you, what is a hit record? Like what constitutes being a hit record? Okay, so it's no real set formula of a hit record. How can so you I tell? Like, like how can you tell rather I, if you got a hit or if, if you need to okay, go back in the so booth? The way I tell the way I feel like you could tell a hit record for me is I tell artists, play your music for people that don't know you and get their feedback. And whatever record they, the people that don't know you, that don't know your music, lean towards, that's your hit right. Oh, wow. That's the rub. Okay. That is the rub. And I'm pretty sure that has been a helpful tip to somebody that is listening and might need that advice. All right, Hassan. So before we close, let us know where we can reach you and find you online, get more information okay. about Black Magic Studios and uh, NYC. And for those who may be interested in your production services, I'm assuming that you guys work ac- across the U.S. and probably internationally as well, correct? I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to take it internationally. But you can, I would say for, for me, Google my name, Hassan Sharif, or come up everywhere. Just type in my name in Google. It's all going to come up. But you can um, you find us on Instagram for the studio, Black Magic NYC on the gram, on Twitter, everything all the same, on Facebook. Actually, we revamping our website, so I don't want to give the website out because it's being revamped and upgraded. Mm-hmm. But all the social medias, I saw Sharif, any social media, Black Magic Studio NYC, no, Black Magic NYC, any social media platform, you can contact directors. Okay. Excellent. 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 All righty. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Hassan. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we look forward to keeping up with your new releases and all the wonderful things you guys have going on at Black Magic Studios NYC. And thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, excellent. Good deal. Good deal. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. Yeah, you too. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.